This podcast features a story that includes domestic violence. If you need help or support in the UK, please contact Refuge on 0808 2000 24 7, or in the US, it's the Domestic Violence Hotline on 1 800 799 SAFE. That's 7233. Thanks, dude. Cheers for that, mate. Uh, very important. Um, but welcome back anyway to the Never Mind Anything Comics Review podcast. This week we're tackling, believe it or not, after that introduction, two Superman titles. Um, <laughs> um, back once again, you just heard him, is the Scottish Renegade Master, uh, Mr. Alan Henderson. How you doing, dude? dude you right? Greetings. Stuff we've we've actually recorded. It's Monday as we record today. <laughs> we did say, we did two what, hours on Friday with the the, the cannon, what, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> what day is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, now you have chosen. Um, to talk about these two issues i had not yeah. read them before I've, i did check back Ooh. through my records i didn't even own them which is you know I, mm. I don't have a full run of those series but i have most of them so it's a bit unusual i didn't have them um yeah so we should probably say that our, our intention was to read something else and we've had difficulty getting you a copy of oh god of yeah i've ordered book. it twice I must, that reminds me i must try yeah. and claim it back from royal mail because i never received and, either of them yeah um yeah and but and then you said well what you know can you think of a story that we should do instead that, that's yeah. easily accessible to us so i've gone for something that's on on the dc app yeah and this is a a story that for for odd reasons is imprinted in my brain as being something that i you know like i sort of i was gonna say vividly remember but i don't it's more that i vividly remember the concept of what it was trying to say okay. and i think you know it's always been there and given that it dates back to 1991 okay i should double check the date um you know it's quite impressive that it's it's stuck in my head that long yeah 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 you were probably what six or seven back then weren't you yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, depending on what number base you're talking about yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's and it's it's a comic um well let's why don't you say the 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 title the 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 numbering etc and then we can talk a bit about it after that so Here's um here's the thing. So it's actually from the triangle era of, yes. of Superman, and we'll maybe go back into more of that in some depth. Um so it's actually two issues, one from Superman the Man of Steel, and it's number sixteen, and Superman number seventy-two. So this is the storyline that is essentially the last full storyline before the arrival of Doomsday. And um, and the death of Superman. Yeah, because literally the next issue we get the punching the wall doomsday moment, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's you know it's building it into that as a here we go. The and it's 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 a, it's a weird one from that sense as well because it's a story all about not having power. Yeah. While having power. Yeah. Um. And it is a, it's a weird mix from that. Yeah. yeah. So how about if I, I'll, I'll list the credits, if you wouldn't mind, then just giving mm. just a little bit of an overview. Um, yeah. So Man of Steel 16, Crisis at Hand, um, covered by John John Bognove. Bognove? I don't know. I never know how to say that. Bognove, yeah. Uh, Dennis Janke. Uh, story by Louise Simonson and John Bogdon, Bognanovi, who also created Steel. I forgot about that. The, the two of them mm. created Steel. Uh, finishes by Dennis Janke, uh, letters by Bill Oakley, 
Colours Glenn Whitmore, assistant editor Jennifer Frank, and edited by um, the infamous, not infamous, but famous Mike Carlin. Uh, the second issue is Superman 72, Powerless, as you just said. Um, it's, it's got two titles, Rage, Crisis at Hand. Uh, covered by Dan Jurgens and Brett Breeding. Story and layout by Dan Jurgens. Finished art by um, Brad Van Cater. Letters John Costanza. Um, Colours Glenn Whitmore and the same editorial team on it. Obviously Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Um, did you just want to give it like a... Because it's a... I, I, I hesitate to say filler because it's more powerful than that, isn't it? But uh, yeah. it's it's kind of a so, two-parter that is sort of wedged in just before probably the biggest event DC Comics from in some ways ever saw really you know mm-hmm. so it's and it's quite a um, domestic storyline as well in that it's about Clark and Lois having a life together um, this is the point where they're I think they're engaged but not yet married and they're not living together are they no yeah. God forbid. Um, but but she knows, <laughs> you know, she knows he is Superman and yeah. all this sort of stuff. So anyway, as a Clark, it starts essentially as being a Clark Kent storyline, where Clark Kent lives in an apartment building in uh, Metropolis, and while he's at home, he can hear through the wall what's happening with his neighbours. Yeah, and that's because the the husband uh, of the next door neighbour. Is um, he's lost his job? He's um, struggling to find work, and, and whatever you know, basically they're setting up a, a set of excuses and in inverted commas as to why. It turns out that he, he, you know, he then gets angry every time he gets he comes home and is upset about the fact that the dinner's not on the table and all this sort of stuff, and basically is is is, is battering his wife. Yeah. Um, and Clark Kent hears it all through the wall. Because he only, or, or here's it because he's Superman through the wall. Yeah. And the the the, the purpose of the first issue is essentially you know, him saying, right, as Superman, I'm going to deal deal with this. You know, so he flies out his window, and then flies in their window, and basically yeah. says, right, I'm here to save you, here to stop everything. And as is often the case in such um, situations, the wife actually ends up defending the husband from superman yep. rather than actually seeking defense herself and it's you know clark really struggles to know what to do with this because you know he has all of the power you know he, he's you he can hear everything through the wall he's able to fly in and out the window to, to do everything but he then has none of the power because she doesn't want to be saved at, at that point yeah and that's and then it becomes this really interesting story about Clark and Lois saying, "Well, how how do we deal with this?" Yeah. Um, classic moment as well of Clark going back to Smallville, engaging with Pa Kent. One of my favourite moments. Um, of this that was, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and and basically telling him about what's going on and what had happened previously with uh with the previous similar circumstances. Um, and then it basically Lois starts taking on the hero role, and using her journalist powers if you like or, or skills yeah. i should say to say well okay i'm going to speak to the wife and i'm going to you know going to find out information by using a very early phone hacking <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> extraordinary isn't it yeah she yeah. uses her she uses a hi-fi system to or clark's hi-fi system to hack into and, and listen to her making a phone call the wife making a phone call yes yeah. next door. very strange you know. yeah yeah 
Yeah. And it's um and through that she's able to or and you know, and by her having a, a, a woman to woman talk, if you will, or whatever, they they go through the process of saying, right, you know, she she looks to seek help and ultimately the, the husband uh looks to seek help as well. Though in, in later stories you, you you see that he perhaps continues to have some anger management issues. Yeah. Yeah, we'll mention but, that. But bit, that's yeah. essentially the story, you know, in, in, in terms of the two issues. Spoiler there, warnings for everybody should have come on that. Right? There's there's also this background, isn't there? So Superman has early on in his career, he made hmm. a mistake in relation to a similar set of circumstances that caused. So this is what you. Yeah. yeah. This is the, the sort of the second part of the story. It's where he, yeah. he's, you know, he's. <laughs> there's some really. For as dark as the story is, there's some really weird throwaway things. Like Clark and Lois go out jogging together. Clark's built Which, in this period as well, isn't he? Clark. Yeah. He's, there's no oh, sort yeah. of everyone goes on about oh he he's, he he can be Clark because he sort of stoops over that dude's made looks like a brick shit house he looks like yeah. a fucking WCW wrestler didn't he yeah yeah and you know and but it's like the concept of him jogging alongside <laughs> I think she says like can you try and sweat a bit or something because you know <laughs> yeah you know, and so he's you know he he tells her the story of basically having gone through the exact process previously and. Uh, or you know, one of his first early journalist roles of of having seen somebody get um, get killed as a result of them, um, and him then facing into dealing with the you know upsetting the husband with regard to it, yeah. Um, and the fact that he you know as I say it's this thing about him saying it, it's about positioning this character who has the ability to you know faster than a speeding bullet and jump buildings that talk you know single bound but kind of lacks the people skills that are necessary to deal with yeah these really difficult mental challenges of um of interacting with uh, with people who are going through these sorts of struggles yeah um there's an element of restraint as well you know we, we'd all like to maim that bloke couldn't we i'm sure mm. but he he does in the first one the, the flashback he does use his physicality, doesn't he? I mean, he kind of yeah. does in both because he breaks through the window, doesn't he? But and and it really goes badly for me in the previous the flashback incident because he ends up killing the woman, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. And and it's and Superman being Superman can never shake that off. Yeah, it's really interesting dynamic in this man, and it's a lovely counterpoint to what comes after it, which is just fucking punching, isn't it? For about four issues. Or yeah, three, and you know, you know when he. You know, with packing and the tree, and <laughs> I don't yeah. think the tree can take much more. Oh man, you know. I love that scene. Uh, one of my favourite scenes in all of film is in Superman the movie when he says to him, "One thing I do know, son, is you've you've been put here for a reason." I love that scene. It actually chokes me up when every time I see it, and it's a similar one that isn't it, with a different sort of looking park yeah. and everything. But he, he he goes back as he is wont to, you know, throughout you know all of comics. In a, certainly in our age, Superman goes back to Smallville and he stands in the garden at 4am and his his dad, who, you know, is the wisest man in the world, pr- pretty much for him, isn't he? You know, he comes out and, and Superman's about to punch a tree and he says, look, you know, hold on, I quite like that tree, don't punch <laughs> it. You know, and it's that lovely moment, it's that lovely dynamic between the two of them where they've got this man who can literally pull cities out of the ground and carry them across, you know, across across deserts. Um 
but he's put in his place by this little guy in you know in his dungarees that's yeah, great mm. yeah and so much of that as well ties into this this period of when superman was being written yeah because it wasn't long after oh i see this is where i forget the ordering of some of this yeah when did pack in no it's it's yeah, it was, Kent has the heart attack after Superman post, dies. Yeah, post Superman yeah, dies. Yeah, the, it, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, but it is that whole yeah, you know, he is an old man who you know has frailties. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, uh, to me as I say, it's one of these stories as well that just stuck with me. This concept of saying you know, everyone goes, oh, it's, it's impossible to write a good Superman story because how do you write a story for somebody who has all the power and can't you know so for how you know how do you you yeah what do you do to to get around the fact that he can stop anything or do anything he wants to do it's a case of this this does it yeah. this is per, you know yeah i mean it's it's always oh, it's a horrendous subject matter but at the same time this shows that it is it should be addressed you know, and we've always got these little moments in spider-man and superman you know especially oh. where they're just confronted with real life aren't they for that you know um, but, you know, the, it's the whole Spider-Man great power, great responsibility piece. Yeah. This is this whole, yeah, you know, yeah. doesn't matter how powerful you are, sometimes you are not the answer. Yeah. You know, sometimes a big fist is not the answer. Sometimes the, you know, getting the the person with the, the journalistic skills and being able to do the soft approach is is the answer. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's, I, I think that was a little bit overworked a few years ago where they were going on about Lois Lane being the greatest character in the DC universe, but she, she definitely is right for this isn't she you know yes oh yeah and it helps demonstrate the lewis clark relationship as well yeah especially when they're out jogging now this is also written by two different people isn't it it says seemingly mm. um louise simonson starts it off and um dan jurgens um finishes it which i think shows a steady hand on the tiller for mike carlin really doesn't it you know yeah so i think this really shows the power of the triangle yes. era. Yeah. Which would have run from very late 80s through to, well, it kind of, oh, well, no, the the return of the Superman was still triangle, I yeah. think. But you know, yeah. obviously each of the titles took its own character to, to build out. Um, for those that don't know what we're talking about when we say the triangle era, yeah. um, at that point in time, there were four Superman titles. Um, mm -hmm. as part of the 50th anniversary of DC, they had tried to say they wanted Superman, or they wanted to try to have a weekly comic, and Action Comics Weekly um, was was born. And it was sort of an anthology for, for a while, wasn't it? It's actually quite an interesting yeah. experiment. I know Jurgens wrote for that. I think he did... Um, I think he... He was involved with Mike Barron on Dead Man in that. Yeah, so there's a great yeah. Dead Man story. There's a great, I want to say, Etrigan and the Demon story in that. Okay. As well. And Wild Dog came out of ah, that. Ah, of course. If I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's some great bits and pieces in there. But it, it didn't quite hold together the way they wanted it to. So yeah. the, the next approach was to turn around and say, well, if we want a weekly Superman book, we'll create a fourth Superman title, which happened to be Man of Steel. Yeah. And then that meant they had Action Comics, Superman, Adventures of Superman, and Superman the Man of Steel. Yeah. And basically you you said, well, on any four week month, you've got a, you know, one of those will come out 
every week. Yeah, you know? and that is. Um, I mean, and and we, they, we, had we had agent, they had news agent yeah. distribution as well over here. So it wasn't yeah. just a comic shop thing. It wasn't going in every week to a comic shop. I remember mm. buying a lot of these issues in a news agent in Forest Hill, you know. Mm. So, which is great, which is, yeah. is a shame that they don't do it again now. But yeah. yeah definitely. So, with those weekly titles, what they did was they put a small triangle on the front yeah. and numbered the triangle. So, you could tell in a given year, I think they just ran 1 to 52 and then started. One to fifty-two again, or right. whatever the, the the right number was, um, and that way you could kind of keep on top of well, what books next? <laughs> you know, if you had a pile of them to read. Yeah. Um, but you're right, that only works if you have a very strong editor, knowing yeah. how everything ties together, and they, you know they did within that take certain sort of sub stories and keep them only within the um the titles that they were in so within this story there's a entirely throwaway yeah there's like two, a three, three page, page two page thing there. isn't there yeah yeah which i know well, a, a from memory who, continues yeah. much later yeah yeah which you kind of go well that's fine that's a storyline that's been planted for for that part but yeah so but this you know, again this is back to this early 90s where you had the superman powerhouse you know, and all the, the people that you had the DC powerhouses as well, the Batman powerhouse as well, holding yeah. everything together. So, and then, you know, and so you had Mike Harlan holding together the whole of the Superman threats and going, right, Finn, this is how it all interweaves, how it all interconnects. And, you know, Louis that's a, that's a late night at the office job, isn't it? That one. Too, oh. Yeah. But that's, you know, the, you, you used to hear, again, this is pre internet and all sorts of stuff, you would get the, Comics International article on the fact that the Superman retreat had taken place. <laughs> yeah. Or the Batman retreat had taken place, and Denny O'Neill you know, was there with Alan Grant and you know, all the different yeah. writers and artists that were about at that point. Um, and okay, the Batman stuff didn't quite weave together. Oh, well, I suppose it well, did. Well, Nightfall kind of did, didn't it? Yeah. Nightfall yeah. and then um, No Man's Land and all that sort yeah. of stuff, where again, it was like, look, there's multiple titles and they are all interconnected. Without going down the route of then having twenty thousand spin-off titles as yeah, well, so it was another to, thing you've discussed some elsewhere. Yeah, to me the the Superman titles were the art was more in line with each other. I think a lot of mm. the Batman stuff, if you read a collection of um, No yeah. Man's Land, it it flips between art art styles. Never mind artists. You know what I mean? Mm. There's, there's quite a jarring difference between some of the stories, but this one. It's a lighter feel. I know he dies, but it's a lighter feel to the art. It, it's it, it's yeah. it's an easier run across. I think the triangles, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know. But the, the point is that it, you're saying that you know you've got the two writers in here. Yeah. I imagine that somewhere there's been you know as I say part of that annual retreat that they would have had. There would have been a, you know outright plotting exercise because. You know, it, it's almost the ultimate game of Mad Libs. <laughs> it's like going, yeah. right, I've written it to this bit, you need to write the next bit, you know, and yeah. you've got to finish the story off. Um, and from a plotting perspective, this is actually not that difficult because the plot is literally issue one, find out about the next door neighbours, get upset about it, issue two, resolve the problem. Yeah. You know, it's there's not... Um, yeah, you know, that the the actual beauty in the writing then comes to turn and say, how do you make sure it paces correctly inside each of those two issues? Yeah, um, yeah. I think the, I think that, these are again, both. I think these, yeah, I think these are both incredibly well written. I, I genuinely found it um, quite impactful read. I think you know, 
I didn't expect it to be sometimes, you know. God bless them, mm. the Adventures of Superman and stuff. They were, you know, at Star Labs or wherever it's going to be. They were just fun, yeah. weren't they? This much well, more. Think, yeah, because looking at comics.org, these two issues have never been reprinted in anything. Really? Wow. I didn't realise that. any collected set. Okay. Um, and that's partially because, as you say, it's sort of filler. Um, yeah. And they're and, just three ninety nine on eBay. They're not expensive to buy either. You know, bearing in mind they haven't been collected. Sometimes the titles, you know, shoot up a bit, don't they? When you can't get them otherwise. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's and it's the, it's the last storyline before something important happens. Yeah. So people kind of go, well, I'll just get the bits from, you know, from the from the first appearance of Doomsday's Fist. Yeah. Um, That's interesting because the first appearance of Doomsday's Fist also has Gary Johnson in it. So. For, for who's those, the next door who's, yeah, the next door neighbor is this guy called Gary, the one that um, we think there's a resolution at the end of the second issue, at the end of Superman seventy two. There appears to be some indication that Superman has sorted his mind out and he's grabbed hold of Gary and he says, "We're going. It's kind of we're going to fix you. I'll take you somewhere you can be fixed." And it, there's almost like a strange grinning effect going on that you messaged me about. And said I don't quite understand. You know, seems a bit yeah. seems a bit out of place. Look, looking at that page again, the the background, the overlay, yeah. is actually from the page really early in the story. Yeah. Of when he finds the dead body of the the okay. other of the, yeah. the backstory. I hadn't really I seriously hadn't put that together until about half an hour. Yeah, that before. is an interesting effect, isn't it? Yeah, because you got the, it's the suddenly, close up on Clark's face thing, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So it is him going, Oh, I'm happy I've resolved this. When in reality he's not thinking about the fact it hasn't resolved. You know, yeah. somebody with anger management issues. Always doesn't just go away like that. Yeah, we're not they, that naive. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. But and then in the next issue, he makes a cameo, Gary. So Clark and Lois, long before you know the first the first punch is thrown against Doomsday, are walking through their uh, Clark's apartment block, and they bump into Gary, and Gary is quite rude, oafish and offish with them, isn't he? And it's this mm. strange moment i because i just thought you know I, was, I really enjoyed these two issues i thought i'll have a little read through i remember you know after this i remember reading all of these issues and i thought some i don't know if they're they're using it as a cheap shot to show clark and lois in a sort of domestic circumstance with something from the previous issue to counterpoint against superman bashing you know getting bashed up by doomsday in a couple of issues time it's mm. a strange one i can't quite figure it out in my head I don't know what they were thinking with that. I, I think it's, well, again, don't want to overreach, but it, it's that combination of going, what did he think he told Superman? And now he's going, but I'm not going to tell Clark Kent. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to see, you know, what, versus he probably, whether he does or doesn't know that Lois knows. Actually, no, he must do because she goes through. Um, but, you know, the... There's still going to be resentment there because you know the the wife's moved on and, and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's also this whole thing about setting up the destruction of Metropolis and the fact that loads of people, yeah, go missing or die with the description. You know, it's one of the things that kind of it's like one of these things you don't talk about in comics is the fact that yeah, that building collapsed with you know and and the whole thing about Clark Kent goes missing for ages after. The yeah. death of Superman, it's because, oh yeah, he was buried under a pile of rubble type thing. Well, Gary was probably buried under the same pile of rubble and unfortunately didn't make it. And yeah. it's, you know, the, it, it, there's all these little bits. 
Um, and some of it's as well about going, how often have you gone, well, if you he's your next door neighbor, he's always your next door neighbor. Yeah. So you can't you can't just suddenly go, oh yeah, Gary's disappeared. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, it would be comics where, you know, next you know a couple of issues is a different creative team and he's living somewhere else you know and it's all a bit forgotten in, in a way it's yeah. good to see him back um yeah a couple of things i want to talk about and we are going to have a little chat about jurgens in a minute as well but the mm. um to me um this is a this is a story that is solved by the want for want of a better term the humans and i'm, I'm referring to clark as part of that as well so superman mm. doesn't solve this even yeah. though, even though we do get that last page where Superman's flying off with him, that in my head doesn't count. Clark and a lot of it, Lois, solve this problem as much yes. as they can do because it will never be completely solvable, you know, as we yeah. all know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's really interesting. I think that's good. I also had a little think about how how could this be dealt with at other comic companies. So I'll run through it. I'll run through in a second that, but it get it goes back to. Pretty much, there's very few characters that you could tell this story with other than Clark Kent and Superman. It wouldn't work as a Batman story, wouldn't work as a Wonder Man, no. Wonder Woman story, you know, wouldn't work as a Flash story. It's It's got to be Clark and it's got to be Superman. You know, there's that duality there, isn't there, in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here's what I was thinking. So if, it, if this was at Marvel, uh, Punisher would shoot him in the head. Yeah. Um, right. If this was at Vertigo... Sandman would appear and he'd transport the kid and the mum into a dream realm where there would be all kinds of woodland creatures. Uh, if this was an image, uh, especially Extreme Studios, they'd have a, it would be the origin story for a female superhero. That would be the wife. Um, if this was at Comico, this would have them transported into a fantasy realm and on LSD. Um, if this was at Fantagraphics, they'd have to have a long conversation in a coffee shop or a record shop about it. Um... And if this was dread, he'd probably arrest them both and stick them in the ISO cubes. So it, to me, it's almost like it's got to be DC for somehow. I don't know why. I mean, I suppose Cap could deal with it, but it would Cap gen- deal with it. There, yeah. there, there is a Spider-Man thing that could be. Yeah, it could be well, actually in, in a, of sorts. But again, it's the how did you find out type thing. Yeah. Um, to me, because it is the way this story works. Is it about that juxtaposition about saying have things you know having a or what it's about giving the flash a story where moving at normal pace is the answer yeah you know it's about saying to, to thor here's a, a storyline where putting the hammer down is the answer you know it's that it, it, it's it's a it, that complete how do you flip it how do you know and it's it's yeah. about i could see a green arrow story point, about it you know, <clears throat> but it would be very much into the you know, you yeah. would be spend time in the refuge with the woman if it was a Green Arrow story, because mm. he's got that mm. sort of, especially around this time with Grell, there's that socially conscious area, isn't there, that's going on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I, I, Apply it to the character, and the character resolves the story or doesn't resolve it. It's an interesting way to deal with this and this. And I think Superman's a great character to use it on, and at a great time. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there is there are Batman Bruce Wayne stories, I suppose, where it has come to pass. There's certainly... Batman Nightwing stories where you would turn around and say, Yes, you need the softer people skills of of Dick Grayson yeah. when you do the harshness of, of the thing. The other thing that's that's interesting in this is that because there's there's a sub storyline about the kids bullying another kid, 
and it's about that whole touch of going here's the circle of violence yeah of saying you know if if the father hits the hits the mother then the kids learning that well i'll pick on somebody weaker as well and there's that you know there's so much in this yeah i think you know it's crammed into two issues as you say if this was done in sort of like a fantagramics or or some sort of indie comic like you could have a huge graphic novel about how to deal with the whole whole thing yeah um yeah and about about them their relationship which i think is important i think as well i think what they do is quite brave in a way and i don't think we would see it quite so much over here uh sorry at the moment i think because now a a wife beater you know it's an abhorrent thing but a wife beater is a wife beater i think what they do here is they give they don't give him a reason but they give him a motivation to do it you know he's losing his job you've got the first few pages is about him sort of slowly mm-hmm. losing his mind and he can't support his family and he feels shame and he takes it out on his wife no excuse obviously but they yeah. do that i don't think we'd see that much over, i don't i don't think marvel and dc would go into it that much i think it would be a a fate accompli he beats his wife you know i think that shows the, the chops of louise simonson really yeah right. so i think no it would more be around it's one of the weaknesses in the book in that okay. It is a little bit of a cartoon bruise. Okay, yeah. Right? And what I mean by that, and is, Frank, it's. I think if you were doing it now, it'd more be about how do you do mental abuse and that's true. Actually, you know, the yeah, coercive um, control, the, for example, the yeah, controlling of yeah. of access to um to your phone and dealing with your you know taking your money away from you and all that sort of stuff. This is clearly proper physical violence. Yeah, and they do the whole put the 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 plaster over the nose. You know, there's a the you know when she speaks with her mother briefly, and her mother goes, "What happened?" She goes, "I fell over." I'm like going, "You, it looks like you've been in a boxing match." For yeah, the last, you know, yeah, no. you know, and that that's just because of you know it's the it's comic shorthand. Yeah, you know, and the, it's that whole you know you you've got to do you know I've got two panels here to tell you that this woman's been hit in the face by her husband. Fine, I'm going to give her a big shiner, and, and it's you know, as I say, look at like she's essentially got a broken nose, but for you know, for all intents and purposes, and it's you know, it's that five rounds with Tyson look, yeah. And um, and there's a bit of me at times where I went, that's just a little heavy handed, yeah. I think you're right, man. I think if... they they don't take enough time to flesh out the situation, they spend mm. more time on Clark and Lois in this. Which is a Which, choice, you know. He's the title character, but yeah, it's it's two issues in Superman's books. Yeah, that's you know yeah. that you know it it this is the you know this is the MacGuffin, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like oh look, there's you know you know it it's that whole um, Batman sixty six TV series. You know, you give them a problem at episode one, you solve it at episode two. This is yeah. ex- this is all this is, and the problem happens to be oh, by the way, there's domestic abuse happening in the house next door. Yeah, no, I, no I, solve it. I don't have the physical copies of this. I don't know if you can remember. Do they give a helpline out? I do not remember. I'm afraid. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, and I that's one of my one of my pet yeah. hates about people who deal with any kind of issues. You know, whether it be physical violence or mental mental issues or whatever it's going to be. Nobody these days seems to give out a helpline and number. Yeah. When you can, and the, and we were talking about this before we start recording. You know, yeah. about weaknesses with the app. Yeah, the, the various apps. 
it, you know, there's nothing on the app either. And That's that true. would be the easiest thing in the world yeah. to drop into the app. The absolute easiest thing in the world to, you know, to say, oh, Only here's an extra page, page dropped in, yeah. boom, you know, at the back. Um, and they're writing the contents pages, you know, for the app. There is, yeah. you know, they could easily put it up front and center yeah. on there, you know. Yeah. You know, it's so that's, and in fact, I don't think it will have said anything because, again, on the comics.org um, website, it lists the fact that there is a promo ad, house advertisement. Yeah, it doesn't say right. anything in there about. So, unless it was a, a tiny throwaway line. Um, yeah, it's I, a bit annoying. I don't know there will be. So yeah, yeah. I, I think you're you're right. The, the app, you know, and the other problem I've got with the app is that it's got the titles in sequential order, not yeah. in the order of the triangles. So you literally have to come out of one title, and when it says, "Do you wish to read the next issue?" I'm like going, "I do, but I want to read the next issue of the triangles, not the yeah. next issue of the." I can only guess. I think um, I said this. Talked about this on ACP this week. I think I can only guess it's an intern who oh. just just loads them on, man. You know. Yeah. Why is you know one of the most famous periods of Superman's history? I think probably you know of the period this triangle thing was is 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 beloved, isn't it? You know, people love this triangle thing. It's a yeah. proper high watermark. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's an interesting double hitter issue. You know, I think I think it's it's. A, I can't believe they've never reprinted it. It's incredible, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it? It's probably because you know. People should read it. If you can find it, it's yeah. cheap to buy. If you haven't got the DC app, it's cheap to buy. Let's have a little chat about Jurgens, if you don't mind, if that's right. Mm. Have you have you got anything else on that, man? No, no, that's cool. Cool. Go yeah, so Dan Jurgens, I think he's probably one of the creators on this we haven't covered in the podcast. You can go back a couple of episodes ago and listen to us talk about um, Wheezy. But Jurgens, born in 1959 in Minnesota, he, he loved um, – there's, there's a YouTube video about how much he loved a, a, an Infantino cover. Um as one of his sort of formative creators. He, he's probably most famous for creating Doomsday and Cyborg Superman and Booster Gold, who's um, mm. still massive, isn't he? Um, his first work was on the US version of Warlord, issue 63, and it, it came from... Um, he managed to get to meet Mike Grell and show him his portfolio. And Grell was so impressed that he got him a job at DC within a week, and he was working on that. Um, are you? Did you ever read Warlord, dude? Was that one of those books you read? or? Odds. Very odds and sods, yeah. not, not not beginning to end. Um, it's a funny yeah. series that seemingly went on for ages and ages. It does, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's like so much the sword sorcery stuff though that yeah, kind of got mixed and matched into people saying, well, what, you know, oh, I'm not really into Conan. Oh, this is just Conan with big feathery hair. Um, yeah, it looks like hat, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, kind it's of like a, Green Arrow but with white hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 1984, he did the Sun Devils limited series, um, which is also his um, intro to being a writer. I think he's he's one of those guys. For me, is kind of as well known a writer and an artist. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, being I was more of a say, DC he's guy. one of the one of the people who is a proper writer artist. Yeah, you know, as in uh, John Burns, probably the other big one. From, some of that, but you know. In terms of the the sort of the mainstays for the you know for the big two companies, when you start saying who are the proper writer artists who did yeah. big runs of their own stuff, writer art, you know, you know, combined, he's um, he's right up there with that. Yeah. Now, 
and, and he's involved, as you say, in some of the big important storylines of the time in, yeah. in the, from the you know the Superman Doomsday, and you know, and he's probably responsible for giving Superman a mullet. But you know, that, that was the <laughs> yeah. time. That was the time. Yeah. Um, um, and that yeah. You know, so from from that perspective, it, 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 he is again one of the the sort of unsung heroes of DC. And he really is, man. He's he's, <laughs> he's dependable. You know, I think he's he knows what he's doing. He writes a good story. He's got a, he has got a very readable art style as well. You know, yeah, like a lot of the guys yeah. back then um, who were who were doing this sort of thing. Um, so, nineteen eighty five, he created Booster Gold. Um, a lot of work at DC around this time. His first Superman as a penciler was the Adventures of Superman Annual Number One in nineteen eighty seven. Seems later than that. I kind of usually think of him as being a bit older than that, but he's not that actually that yeah. old. Um, like we talked about, he worked on the Action Comics anthology series with Mike Barron on Dead Man. He did Green Arrow with Mike Grell, um, which is a great run, superb run. Um, 1989, he took over writing and penciling on The Adventures of Superman. Um, in 1991, he's the penciler on the Armageddon 2001 event. <laughs> um, we should go back. We should talk about that one of these days. Oh, man, yeah. I remember reading that on a train and thinking, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Um, other titles include JLA. Um, he did a Metal Men miniseries zero hour he did the superman doomsday prestige format book which came at, rather confused me as a reader back then thinking oh, i thought this had all gone away now. Yeah. um did superman aliens um he did whilst he's probably best known at dc he did do some work at marvel um he worked on the new spider-man series he actually it was back when ben riley was in the chair for spider-man and um he didn't really like it that much from what i understand what i've heard him talk about um, during that time, he worked at Valiant as well. He worked on Solar, Man of the Atom. I think he did about 10 issues of that. He'd worked on Thor in 99, which is a great little uh, callback to the Kirby period on Thor because it's JRJR in it as well, and it looks absolutely lovely, and he worked on some cap around that time as well. In 1999, he actually um, wrote the most, the biggest selling issue of that year in 1999. Um, can you guess what that is, Al? I'll give you a clue. It's not Marvel or DC. It's, this is I wouldn't have known 99. this man completely. Yeah, it's a really weird period for comics, isn't it? Ninety nine. I was going to see. All right, so that's it's a video game. It, um, oh gosh. Uh, no, I'm going to say because it'll be Comico or something like that from a publication or something. Or to, uh, Top Cow. We want yeah, Top Cow. All right. Uh, he didn't do a, a spawn video game runoff or something. No, almost, <laughs> almost Tomb Raider. Believe it or not. All oh, right. Yeah, well, I didn't yeah, know that was. The thing, that, that, yeah. that was one of these things where, like with the alien, you know, or I'm surprised that wasn't. All right, I would have if you'd asked me where was where was the Tomb Raider book published, I would have said Dark Horse. Right. Just okay. Dark Horse had yeah. All of those things. I hate to admit it. Don't want to let anyone down, but I've never bought a Tomb Raider comic. <laughs> Quite pleased, so. yeah. Um, although when we used to get really drunk, me and my friend used to drown her because he said she made a sex noise. That sounds very dark <laughs> now. Um, the uh, he dipped in and out of you know various different titles and various different com companies. I think most recently I've read him would be in the, the Dynamite Tarzan book, which is really good. I mean, right? mm -hmm. yeah, I. I'm a, I've got a soft spot for Dynamite. I know there's the Vampirella and Red Sonia stuff is a little bit. You know, exploitation, but the Tarzan books are absolutely brilliant. You know, it's really good. Yeah, it's where he sits with that. Is he is he a, a creator you will buy if you see him on a cover, dude? Well, I'm guessing he is. 
Yes. Um, it's probably more he's a creator that if if I see him on the cover, then I'll be delighted to know that it's going to be a solid story. Yeah, I agree. It, and totally. maybe that's one of these yeah. things. He's not the, oh, let's go hunt him out type yeah. creator. He's not the, oh. And because other than things like the Superman Aliens thing, it's not like you've turned around and gone, oh, here's the big hardcover that he's done or here's the groundbreaking. Yeah. Here's the art book um, or anything like that. No series or something like that, where you go, "Yep, that's that's the one that's been collected to death and will be forever in print and all this sort of stuff." Ar- uh, arguably, his bag of opus is the death of Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's there's it, he's it's a sort of, solid. He's a sort of, correct. He's like there's there's a there's a few solid. guys like this, aren't there? You can pick up and you know it's just going to be very readable. Like his Teen Titan stuff. It's just like really yeah. readable, man. You know, it's just, it just a good thing. To, you know, and I think he's really good at doing that, as you say, the balance between the hero and the human. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, that works for things like the Titans, where you go, it's not just about when they're out battling. Yeah, there's a soap opera element blood. to it that there's he does well, whole, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, what yeah. are they like back in the tower? Um, and it's the same with. Arguably, that's the whole thing about Booster Gold. It's actually the story of him being a guy who wanted to make money, a flawed human, you know, yeah. and it actually yeah. all went horribly wrong. You know, and he ended up, you know, people um, love Booster Gold as well. He's one of those characters people fucking love him, and he's had some great runs. I think, yeah, again, just solid, readable runs of comics. You know, yeah. yeah. So no, I think you know from that that side of things, definitely, um, he's he's somebody that. Certainly in that period was producing some of the best DC books out there in terms of holding DC together as a as a universe. Yeah, and he can't be blamed uh, for the whole speculator thing around the Death Suit Man, can he? That's they're definitely no, that's, yeah. You know. Well the thing is as well, actually rereading the Death of Superman stuff, it's actually really well done. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, right? I like the I like the audio so, play of it. I like it all, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, there, there, there is. You know, there's this whole thing about. Oh, yeah, it was done for speculation. You know, it was done to make sales and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but you could do that and still have it rubbish. <laughs> yeah. You know, they they actually did it, and you know, even down the the subtle things that a lot of people didn't notice till a lot later about the, you know, every issue that you got, you got fewer and fewer panels per yeah. page and things yeah. like that. Where you're going there, and again. How much of that was Mike Carlin? Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. the the thing there. Um, I would be delighted if 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 Dan Jurgens was producing a Superman title comics today, and it was doing a Superman title. I, you know, it I would it would be really good. Yeah. Well, that leads me to the final question: Is um, are you reading Superman at the moment? I am not reading Superman at the moment. Right. Okay. Yeah. Partially because it's one of these that it became so confusing as to yeah who is Superman, who is Superboy. Everything's a fucking is, team book now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. I don't mind that you know. And there is this whole thing about should Lois and Clark have got married? Was that jumping the shark? Well, you know. Yeah. And and, and all this sort of stuff. Uh, fine, but you then. Uh, you know them having kids and that kid now being being one Superman of the Superman as well. Yeah, you know, it's, it just makes it very confusing for me in terms of trying to stay on top of that. Yeah, I, I was reading Robin the other day, and um, at one point in the Robin book, mm. about ten p- 
people from the Bat family turn up to help him out. And I'm like, it's just turning into a load of team books now. I want yes. a Superman title where, you know, he's worried about where he's going to put his clothes when he changes, you know, how he's going to get back to the globe to, you know, to, to change back into Clark. And it should be about him. If it's a Superman title, it should be about him. It's not about, you know, 45 other characters who have an S on their chest somehow. So... Okay, right. If if you want a good Superman book at the moment, yeah, and or a good Batman book for that matter, oh, world, world's finest, world, yeah, world's finest being written by Mark Wade yeah. is you know because it's completely out of continuity, yeah, um, and it's just this is a good Batman Superman storyline, yeah. I've been that. I some, read that on the app. Really I really nice like stuff it. Yeah, with um, with the even with the use of Robin there, um, to you know, it, there's there's a forget the reference of terror but you know years years ago there is a reference from from batman superman where you know where robin's really excited and then batman has to say you have to remember he's not human yeah and they yeah. kind of play on that in the world's finest book this time around as well about going don't trust him he's not human okay and yeah that's that's a really i was like ah, all of the way that's tied together so no i think that's the best um adaptation of superman at the moment yeah in, i agree uh, with you man of, actually of the pieces i'm reading I'm yeah reading, yeah yeah, I, to- I totally agree. I- I'm reading that. And there's a little spin-off they've done as well. Is there a Teen Titans book they've done? They've yeah, Teen Titans. I don't yeah. know. If, I've not, I think I've got the first issue of that. I've not read yeah, it looks good. And Dan Mora on the art in it is superb. Mm. Dan can yeah. so, Dan can really draw, can't he? I think he's the one of the MVPs at DC at the moment, I think, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think that's that's where I would probably be more inclined to go. It's back to this whole thing about seeing what, what are you trying to achieve with both the Superman and the Batman books? Yeah. I think you, you can either go down the route of saying, right, Action Comics is telling this story, Superman's telling that story, and Adventure Superman's telling a different story. In the same way that you can say Detective tells one type of stories and Batman tells another type of stories yeah. in, in terms of the, the books. Have crosses if you want, or keep some sort of common thematic continuity, but it doesn't need to be in and out. Or you go the full-blown other way, which is the triangles. Yeah. And that requires a hell of a lot of strength. I, I just don't think we have strong enough editors anymore. I think you're right, man. And I also um, think, especially in, maybe more so, or definitely more so in the Bat universe, is too many Bat titles. You wouldn't, you yep. wouldn't keep up. You know, it would be in the Harley Quinn book. It would be in, you know, all these different books mm. that people who read Batman don't necessarily want to read. With the, the Superman Triangle stuff, you wanted to read those four issues, didn't you? Because they were all kind of yeah. about him, you know. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a weekly book. This yeah. is the thing. It just happened to have four creative teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, again, only really works if you've got strong editorial shit. Yeah, definitely. Good. Thanks, mate. It was a good shout. It was a nice, nice little one to good do. Um, not as if we haven't podcast much together recently, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, good stuff. And um, how are you getting on with your stuff? What are you up to at the moment? Oh, ticking along. Um, You're doing small press day this weekend? Doing small press day, so that's August the fifth um depending on when people are listening to this yeah so i'll be putting um, this out this will be out on wednesday so it'll be the saturday if you get this the first day it'll be on saturday yeah yeah so saturday august the fifth um i'll be small press day in edinburgh um right in the city center at city chambers okay um i think we're open from one till five organized by edinburgh's forbidden planet oh cool um, oh, nice a, one. a few yeah. other no names will be there yeah um, i was looking at the list today actually yes yeah, it looks like quite a cool event yeah. So uh, good man. Yeah, that's uh, not be good for that. And are you in? Um, are you in DUI three? I'm yes. 
Okay, that's the, that's being put Mike to bed at the moment. Aston. Yeah. Oh, um, cool, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I know Mike. He's he's on he's on the Slack, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I'm in a little group with Eamon and a couple of you know Vince and Dan are doing some of the lettering and design work, and I think it's getting very close now. I think it's almost there. Um, just a few sort of uh, dots and dashes need adding, and it'll be done. I think so. It's hopefully end of the summer. I guess it will be it will be out and released. So look out for that as well. In um, time for the big con season at the end for those man, that are are I'm, going to that con. There's so many cons. You're not because you're you're off to this. Fucking hell, that weekend, right? So there's it's SPX and Baltimore the same weekend. I'm having to do both because I'm working at SPX. <laughs> the, it's the same weekend as Nice. It's the same weekend as Bridlington. And I think there's one other from memory, and I can't remember which it is, but there's like all these cons are the, the same weekend. It's a real shame. Um, I'm going to say it's a shame that we haven't heard from Nottingham, have we? I don't know if they're... I, I, yeah, I doubt they're probably going to do one now. Uh, it's yeah, not, any, not this year. No, it's normally no, October, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no con season's to, starting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'll pop down as a punter probably to the lakes. Yeah, I'm seriously um, thinking about it. Yeah, I am thinking about it. Um, um, John's a buddy, well, John well, Freeman, so yeah. I think I might, I might see. I think Falpy was talking about wanting to go, but Falpy's doing permanent damage in a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, yeah, he's, well, he's, I think he's traveling the states doing conventions, and I'm meeting up with him, um, Keith Cumber, Matt Strott, Sam Arthur's, and a couple of others at the um, at SPX. So that should be a giggle. See what happens there. Yeah, good stuff, mate. And where can we find you online? Um. If you go to various old forms of social media, you'll still find me <laughs> as Peng. Oh, to be fair, I'm on threads as well, but nobody is. Yeah, you. Um, um, yeah, just search for Penguin. Nice one. Excellent, mate. You can find um, all of these episodes over at neveronanything.com and little updates in regards to everything else I'm doing in comics. Um, thanks for listening. Um, this will uh, the next one after this will be one that we've actually already recorded with Mr. Cannon. We'll be talking about his Kickstarter, and we get into the we get into the nuts of what it means to create on a comics page, and it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Um, and we've got some plans for another artist spotlight and um, a new voice to the podcast coming up soon. So uh, look forward to that. Thanks, Al. Appreciate that, mate.